0: This is episode 217 of the Empowered Team Podcast. Welcome to the Empowered Team Podcast, where we explore how to optimize your performance in career, sport, and life. And now your host, executive coach and life strategist, Kari Schneider. Well, hello. Welcome to this month's episode where I dive into what our topic of the month is, and it has been a real journey. I got to tell you, I love December. I love December for so many reasons, not just the holidays, not just the connection with other people, but also because of this routine, this ritual that I have of reflecting on the past year and getting into a planning mode for the next year. And one of the things that has been uh, a habit now, or a ritual, a routine each year, is to do my values. And we've started to do this with our coaching group as well. Not just this year, but we started, it's been, for my clients, it's been a few years, but for our coaching group, it's been a couple years. So the first thing we do this month's topic is values, but this particular podcast, we're going to use those values for something that's so, so profoundly impactful on the outcomes that you want for your life. And it's a blueprint. So this blueprint is the blueprint that we're creating this life blueprint. We call it the empowered life blueprint for 2023. And that's really what we've been working on this month in our coaching group. So earlier in the month, we started with a a values exercise and we revisited and reworked our values. And the thing about that is that it's so tempting. It's so easy to go, oh, I know exactly what my values are and I've done this exercise before. Or even if you haven't done the values exercise, you go into it thinking, well, I know who I am. I know what I want. I, uh, my career is important. My family's important. Most of all, my, my spouse, you may know these things intuitively, but when you dive a little bit deeper, you discover some things about yourself that might have shifted. And so in the beginning of the month, we really dove into values and our values disruptions, those are the circumstances in our lives that come at us that really cause us to have to grow or have to change because of a change in our life. Maybe it's a a child born or a death in the family or a promotion or the loss of a job or a move. There's so many things in our lives that or COVID for, for an unexpected circumstance. So there's so many things in our lives that cause us to change in ways that we could never have anticipated. We could never have fully had any inkling as to who we were gonna become because we didn't know that thing was coming into our lives and we had no idea how it was gonna really impact us. And that's what I call a values disruption. And that's what leads to a values evolution where our values may not be exactly what they were a year ago, two years ago, six months ago even, because we have evolved, we have changed because of the growth that had to happen due to whatever change happened in our lives. And so after we have a values evolution, we often are in this lag time. There's this buffering of time that puts us into the space where we know what is important to us now. Yet our actions, our routines, our behaviors are still from our old values. So we're still acting in a way, behaving in a way from our old ways of being, our old values before we had really created new values in our lives. And to give give the example of that, um, it's the easy example is if someone had a child and Before they had a child, their friends were really, really important to them. And all they did was hang out with their friends. And their friends are still important to them, so high on the priority list after they've had this child. However, now they still have the child. So now they've got this high priority of friend relationships and this high priority value of immediate family or your children. And those two values might start to conflict a little bit when it comes to time and actions and what you do. So what that looks like in the real life is that maybe every Friday night you always hung out with your friends, but now every Friday night for the first maybe year of your child's life, maybe you didn't want to hang out with the friends, or maybe then you started to get a babysitter, but after the baby, the baby got a little older, the babysitter You didn't want a babysitter all the time. You wanted to spend more time with them or take them skating or do things like that. So then you've got this values conflict of the value of the time with the friends and the value of the time with your child. And you start to have to actually prioritize, actually make a a decision as to where, where your true priorities lie. And that's what comes with a values conflict. So the only reason I'm sharing this with you is because the values and understanding them and have cl- having clarity on them is critical for creating what you want in any sort of plan, whether it is a week, a month, or what we're looking at for a life blueprint for 2023. And we're using, if you look back at one of our previous episodes, uh, I, can't, I don't know the episode, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's, it's triple vision. We're using the concept of triple, triple vision, being able to see your now vision, what you know you want to have happen right now, your next vision and how, what you're doing now leads you into your next vision and your far vision, that ultimate outcome that you want to see. Now we do triple vision for a two-year plan, a four-year plan typically in sport, but for a year, A triple vision, especially in business, especially in this day and age with so much changing and so much pivot, so much happening that we have to pivot, then a year is a really long time. We might have clarity of exactly what we want to have happen in a year, but we may have to adjust that in multiple ways because of outside circumstances, outside changes. And that's what Paul and I lived this last year. So before I go into a few steps for you to create your life blueprint for your next year, I want to share what really impacted our life blueprint. So uh, it's something that I never, ever thought I would change, and I did. It's something that is so high priority in my values and so profoundly part of my being that I could never have anticipated I would have taken this action. And yet I did. And it all came from getting really clear about my values. So I'll tell you what it is right off the hop. And then I'll tell you how this came to be. Uh, You've heard on this podcast, if you listen, you've heard us talk about the Zenith retreat. And the Zenith retreat is this pinnacle. It's this culmination of my life's work and it involves not only the physical expertise but the mindset training, the leadership training, all the, all the components plus life experience that I've been able to accumulate in years and years of learning and adapting and experiencing. We put it all together in the zenith and then we package it in this incredible bow of sweet little bits of swag to support the people and this gorgeous gorgeous environment we had uh we had a a 5 acre spot booked on oceanfront in this beautiful space with gorgeous little casitas i i visited and Researched the place ahead of time and the catering and all the things that were going into this retreat. And I canceled the whole thing. I canceled the whole thing. And it made me so, so uncomfortable to do it. I, I mean, I've already put hours and hours and there's been so weeks and months of preparation, planning, um, media marketing, reach outs, conversations, people who are committed, people who are highly interested, I had to reach back to them and tell them that I was canceling. And that for me in my level of integrity felt awful. So it was so uncomfortable in so many ways. And yet I knew in the deepest part of me that it's exactly what had to happen right now. And, you know, some people who knew how hard it was for me would say, So such supportive and sweet things like this is just, you can reschedule, you can postpone it. And those are all softer, softer terms than cancel because it would, it would allow me to feel a little better about canceling it. And I so appreciated that. And the truth is, is that I don't know if we can reschedule or postpone because I know where the priorities are coming in this next year when it comes to our development and restoration of Whitcliffe Lodge. So I can't promise that I'm going to run another Zenith in a year because of what we're putting into Whitcliffe Lodge. So to me, it was really heavy because it felt like a true cancellation with an unknown of when it could potentially happen but here's why I did it because i got really clear on my five pillars and for some of us it might be three pillars for some of us it's you know maybe a little bit more but for most of us these five pillars are pretty common in terms of what is really our main influences within our life um I often talk about the spheres of influence of being yourself, your relationships and your career. But these five main influences of my life are very specific to me and they happen to be my overall health and vitality. And that means my mental and intellectual and physical vitality. And the next one is my husband and then my immediate family, my kids and my parents and then it's my career, and then it's my friends, and I got really clear on how important these five pillars are to me in my life, and when this happened, it wasn't because I was in this great space of reflection, and I was uh, very excited to do a reflection on the year and then get into my planning. That would have been fantastic. And that's what I wish for all of you. And that's one of the reasons why I'm recording this podcast. However, that wasn't the case. The case was I had been, uh, no, Paul was traveling first. Paul had been traveling for a week and I was leaving to travel and I was leaving before he got back. So then I was traveling for five days. And this meant that we were apart for about 10 days total because of the overlap. And when we, got, when we got back together, I got home and he was back and we got into an argument over something really stupid, which is how most arguments start for most people, for most couples. We got over in an argument around something really stupid and I endeavored to let him know what it was really about right away. And instead of the box, it wasn't about the box. It was about me not feeling appreciated. And ultimately that got him upset. And this argument, I swear, it went on for at least a couple of days. And then we seemed to get over it and then it re kicked into gear. And we were arguing in some form or another, and maybe not arguing, but just not fully resolved for about a week. And in that time, I realized that I couldn't do any, I could have, but I wasn't doing any of the actions that were needed and planned for our Zenith retreat. And I didn't know why, because I knew how committed I was for the Zenith. I was like, why can't, why am I not feeling aligned or authentic to following up with the people who had shown interest in the Zenith. I I don't even feel like I can have a conversation with them. What's going on for me? It was really challenging for me. And so I wasn't having these conversations with people who were ideal for the Zenith and people who shown interest in this retreat. And then I realized what it was, is that when Paul and I were out of alignment and we were in a not great space, I didn't feel authentic. I didn't feel like I was in integrity in having the conversation with other people about the Zenith because the Zenith was always Paul and I doing the Zenith. It was Paul and I. I'm the primary coach, but Paul was an assistant coach. He was in full support. He was running the Zenith with me. And so every time if we weren't in full alignment or we were arguing or something was off with us, then I wasn't feeling authentic about fully going forward with the Zenith. And I had this thought, I was like, I have to cancel this. But it wasn't because we were arguing. It wasn't because of that moment of inauthenticity. It was because I realized that Paul and I need time together. Paul and I need time to focus on each other. And I realized that when we do the Zenith, there's so much prep work going into it that there's a really hectic and focused and intense week that leads up to the Zenith. And then when we're coaching in that retreat, because we've run multiple retreats, um, and I've I've run a lot of them. Paul's run two or three of them with me. Um, Some actually more than that, because some were online, some were in person. And so the, the actual event is really intense leading into it. And then the event itself is, is full immersion. It is massive action. It is lots of coaching and lots of activities and, and just incredible experiences. And so it's really intense for that week. And then the week after is really when there needs to be some recovery. So if you look at that amount of time, for him, he's taking a vacation from his work. He's coming and traveling to do this. And then there's two weeks of his vacation that he's taken up. But the other parts of his vacation, he's been dedicating to doing some construction or some things like that on our restoration at Whitcliffe Lodge. And so all of his vacation time from his day-to-day leading a software company job is being taken up. And what happened this year is that this past year, we planned in 2022, some profound experiences for the quality of our life and the quality of our relationship. And what they were was we were going to live in Mexico and work from Mexico for two to three months in, in January, February, March, right around that area. And we were so excited about that. We had Maeve an online school. We were set up for it. We were going to live there. We had our house. And um, he got this incredible promotion. And the thing was, is that we are so practiced and we are so wired to serve others and be really good at what we do that when he was asked to do that role, it did not occur to him in the least to say, can my start date be one month later so that he could spend that month working, with, working from Mexico and being with us. But it didn't even occur to him, it didn't even occur to me, because we're so wired to, when the call of duty is there, we show up for whoever we need to show up for, and we forget to keep showing up for ourselves as individuals and show up for each other as our marriage. And so he automatically said yes and, and then said no, because there's always a no. When you're saying yes to something, there's always something you're saying no to. And he said yes to starting the role January 1st and said no to living in Mexico and working from there because they needed him physically present for the new role instead of being able to work remotely like they said he could originally. And so we were apart for a a decent amount of time. We were apart for two months then. And then the next plan, which was kind of the consolation prize, was that we were going to live and work from the Construction site, the restoration site at Whitcliffe Lodge, and this would be in northwestern Ontario, gorgeous spot, on a lake, and I knew I was going to be working from there. I had to be on site because I was I'm in charge of all of that entire project, and he wanted to be there too. And again, more life circumstances came at us in that we we found ourselves moving where we weren't expected to expecting to. We found ourselves selling multiple properties in order to afford a larger home in order to move his mother with Alzheimer's in with us. And what we didn't anticipate was how impactful the Alzheimer's would be on us. And we didn't anticipate how far progressed the Alzheimer's was because we simply didn't know until we were living with his mother where things were. And so what that meant is that instead of him being on site and working from that location. He wasn't. And, um, to really sum that up, it meant that we, in this past year of 2022, we've spent more time apart, physically apart than we have together between his work travel, between my work travel, between being in those locations, because he ended up not working from there because his mother needed way more care than we anticipated. And it meant that he could only really be away from her for, um, maybe a week or two weeks at the most at any given time. And we had to get care during those times to make sure that she was well cared for when, when he was away or when I was away. And so it, it caused a lot of different stressors that we weren't anticipating and it caused a lot of time apart. And then when we're having this argument, I realized that, oh my gosh. And it was, it was the most, it was the most powerful realization that was so deep in my heart and deep in my soul that was that he needs a vacation. And I thought of him first. But I know how similar the two of us are and it allowed me to see that, oh my gosh, I need a vacation. And I, I have all these you know photos of travel and these different experiences, but not one of them was simply for kicking back and relaxing, simply for experiencing uh, reflection, recovery, some fun, some exploration or adventure. Every one of those travels that I had been on was either a a educational experience for me to grow my skills or a networking event or a professional or personal development event. Every single one of those was was that. Every single one of the travels. Or it was just plain full work. I was working and traveling at the same time. And so I realized that not only was, did he need just a plain old recovery vacation, but so did I. And then the next thought is, well, we'll have to book that as soon as we can right after the Zenith. Because of course, everyone else comes first. And I really hope that when you're listening to this, you are hearing this. You are hearing this for yourself, that when you are a leader, when you lead others, when you influence others, when you're in a leadership role, then we have as leaders, the tendency to put everyone else first and everything else first. And we can't even see it. And we advise other people to be making sure that they get their recovery, to make sure they take their vacation days, to make sure that they are taking care of themselves or take care of those that, that are in their family. And yet we aren't doing that to the level that we expect our teams, that we expect our loved ones, that we expect our family, our, our, the people who work for us, we're expecting them to do that, and yet we aren't doing that for ourselves. And, and it's such a lack of integrity that as leaders we are typically completely aligned with integrity and authenticity, and yet we can't see it because we are so focused on either helping others or whatever the professional objective or growth process is. And we lose sight of what we're actually doing and where we're actually out of integrity for ourselves. And that's really what had happened. And so my first thought was, oh, of course we need a vacation right after the zenith. But then I realized that he's not going to have any more vacation days left. And then I realized that I know myself and here's what happens for me. If I've taken a week away from the clients that I work for or the businesses I consult for and I've taken a full week away from them, then that puts me in double up work mode the week after. So I'm not likely, especially if I've had to do more extra work to prep the week before and had possibly had to adjust my schedule or my, my clients. And then the week of, I may not be coaching, consulting, running my business as much. And then the week after I'm going to feel like I might really need relaxation, but I'm going to feel like there are a whole bunch of things that I need to attend to. So I knew myself, and I knew his situation, and then I realized that what I'm saying yes to means there's a no to something, and the no was to my relationship with my husband. The no was to me and my spouse. And when I look back at my values, I realize that, My top three values, my top three values were being undermined if I went through with this event that I, I absolutely love. I absolutely love. And if I went through with it, I'm saying no to what is truly most important to me. And I couldn't, I couldn't, really comprehended at first. It's like, what's happening? And so I sat Paul down and I said, Hey, I need to talk to you. And I said, I'm, I'm canceling the Zenith. And he was the look of shock on his face because he knows how important it is to me. He loves that event. He knows the kind of transformation and impact and how powerful it is. He looks forward to it. So he had this look of shock and he's like, what? What happened? What's going on? He, he, he likely thought there was some sort of external reason something might have happened or maybe with the rental or the booking or who knows what. I don't know what he thought. But then I knew what he thought because I asked him after I said, you need a vacation. And he got choked up. His eyes welled up. My eyes welled up. I can cry thinking about it right now. Because he will do and do and do for me especially And for so many other people, he'll keep doing and doing and doing. And he'll forget that he's losing who he is as a being by continuing to honor everyone else other than himself. And the same was going for me. And I really wanted to honor him and our marriage. And so that's what led to Canceling something that was so important to both of us. Whew, deep breath. Okay. So this leads me to our life blueprint. And this is what we've been working on this week with our coaching group. So I'm going to give you a quick step-by-step. And of course, you can join us in our coaching group if this is something that you're interested in. However, if you want to just try this on with a few steps, I'm going to give you some steps that you can start with. And if you don't know the how, we are here for you to help you go through the how. But here are some of the steps. The first thing is getting really clear on your values. I know my values cold right now. You know, I told you my five pillars, but my values ultimately are love and connection, optimal vitality and performance, growth and progress. Contribution and generosity, radiant feminine energy, adventure, travel and exploration, fun and play, and a sparked spirit. And there are a number of other values that support those main values, such as courage, intelligent curiosity, kindness, compassion, strategy, strategic growth. So there's lots that I have going on, but I know my top 10 values. I know my core, my core main influences. So that's number one is knowing your values. And if you're not sure about those, you can look on our website. There's a values exercise and, um, what else? I'll be building a course for this. So I'll be able to link you up with a course eventually. And the second part, once you know your values, then we dive into creating a blueprint. And the blueprint, we have identified our of values. We've identified some of the away values. These are the things you don't want to be doing, such as procrastination or anger or shame or wrongmaking, or self-doubt. These might be some values that you want to stop doing. So you identify some of those. You may even have done work that has you very clear on your purpose I know my purpose and it's to live big love deeply make outstanding visions reality for myself and others basically my mission is to help leaders with their own self-mastery so they can optimize their performance and keep serving those that they serve And then once you've done that and you have a greater understanding of the ways of being and your values, then you go and create a timeline. I call it a date line. You make a line across and you make a line for the whole year and you make a line in the middle that marks half the year and then you make those two halves into halves as well. So you've got your quarters and then you make a couple of lines in each quarter so that you basically have. This date line for every month of the year, all the way through, you've got 12 marks, but you've got some bigger marks on the half of the year and each quarter. And then when you look at that year, you write down the big events, the things you know that are coming up. So for us, I know that by the end of the year, there are certain events that I want to be taking part in by the end of the year, by, by September, I would like to be hosting a family reunion. At Whitcliffe Lodge. That means by the summer in the year that I have to have Whitcliffe Lodge ready to, or at least mostly ready to be able to be booked, and it's not there yet. So there's a lot of work that has to happen. I know that I want that booked at at least 50% in capacity because we have to be bringing some income in relative to all of the financial commitment that's gone out in the restoration and construction. And There's other things that I have on my timeline, like some business goals, some personal things like a family vacation that we're planning for July with all our family, all five kids and us going somewhere. The family reunion that I'd like to have in September for my dad's side of the family because there's someone that's very seriously ill with ALS and we want to make sure that we can do this before He has more serious complications and I look at this and I start to see as you write down on this timeline, this is when you get some real clarity, some real clarity. Because there's some things you're going to see with all these actions and the things booked that don't align with your values. And that's where you have to get really conscious of what you're going to put in there or take away from there from that timeline that you see already that will impact feeling incredibly aligned with your life. So for instance, one person was doing this exercise and they looked at their timeline and then we went further, we went into our, we do a triple vision exercise with our far vision, we make sure we're clear on our far vision and then we go deeper into our far vision, make sure we understand it, we know what actions are required, when the deadlines, what the possible setbacks are what we might need as extra resources for that particular far vision. Do we need more support, human resources? Do we need to think differently? Do we need to take different actions? So those are the types of things that we dive much more deeply into. And once we did that, a couple of people took a look at their dateline and realized, oh my gosh, this thing that I'm complaining about all the time that I can't quite do Well, my whole timeline, nothing is reflected to support that thing I want to do. Another person looked and they realized they had this major family wedding coming up and they hadn't put it in their timeline. They hadn't put it in there. And if they hadn't, then it was just going to be wedged in between all these other things instead of prioritized as something that was within their overall blueprint for the year. Another person had put their entire dateline, it was extremely packed with high, high level growth actions, growth outcomes. And yet, out of all of that whole year, there was only one thing that was booked in there for their basically top one and two, top top one of their top values. Now, I'm not suggesting that quantity means that you are supporting that value. However, once you see a physical representation of this dateline throughout the year in front of you, and you start to see how dominant certain things are, then you start to become aware of where they support your values. So those dominant things in the date line might be supporting one of your values. And then that means that certain other things are lagging behind. So for instance, in my case, if I looked at last year's date line, I would have seen that there was nothing that was supporting Paul and I. So my value of love and connection was being met by my daughter, was being met by my friends and my clients. But my value of love and connection, primarily, I would love to be met with my husband, not with everyone else. And so when you look at your dateline, that's just an example, you're going to see whether you are meeting those primary values. Now, the way we do this in business specifically is subtly different. Then you're looking at the culture and the values of the company. And then you're looking at the primary events such as AGMs, such as certain marketing events or certain promotions. You look at that timeline over the year and are those actions aligned with the values of the company? And if one of the values aren't being met from the company or the individual, then what is going to be added or taken away to support that value? because otherwise, somewhere down the line, if that value is so important, then what happened, it's not being met, then you're gonna end up with a life that doesn't feel quite right. You're gonna end up with a life that feels like something's missing, or you're gonna end up with a life that you feel so overwhelmed by, but unfulfilled or empty. And that's the last thing we want. We want a life that feels incredibly aligned, a life that feels purposeful, a life that feels lit up and filled up with love, with connection, with purpose, with direction. And that is an empowered life. Otherwise we're being led by the nose, by the outside circumstances of our life. And when that happens, then we're in a situation where other people and other things are leading our lives and it's not us. And that's the opposite of an empowered life. It's very disempowered. So that's why we get purposeful in creating our own life based on what we believe in, based on who we really are, and based on what we want to see happen. And then you realize that it doesn't matter what the circumstances are because when you've got clarity and you've got direction, then you can adapt. And that is what happened with the canceling of the Zenith. Because I got clear and I understand my own values, I was able to take that action now instead of muscling through and grinding and making something happen that yes I love but then wondering why something feels so off and not being able to see it not being able to have clarity and that's what we do a lot in our lives as achievers as leaders as people who love to serve other people and that's what we tend to do we can't see how we are causing our own problems as we go forward. We can't see why we have so much and yet sometimes feel like something's off or we're unfulfilled or we're not truly connected. And it's because we're not being the person that's aligned with what we believe in. And then we're not doing and taking the actions that are aligned with who we are. So once that blueprint or that date line is created, then we go through a process where we start to take, take stock in what has to happen in order to make those events reality. But before we're going to start listing a whole bunch of actions, we have to make sure that those events are aligned with our values. If that date line is not aligned with our values and we look at it and we step back and we get massive perspective and we look at, okay, what everything that I'm going to do this year, does it align? Does it align with who I am? Does it align with what I believe in? Does it align with the direction I want to go? Does it align with what I'm creating for myself and others in the world? And when it doesn't or if it doesn't, then it might be simply an adjustment of the timeline. It might just be the next six months that that thing happens. It might be a change in date. It might be two things that look like they were conflicting on that timeline. Maybe they just get moved to different parts of the year. It's a beautiful thing to realize how much power you have over your own life when you have clarity and you can see it. When you don't, that's when it comes and bites you in the ass. Because you didn't see it. You didn't see it coming. It's like my seven-month-old puppy. I swear to God, she comes along and she knocks us at the knees. She pokes her nose or her paws at the back of her knees. You know when someone does that when you're standing and you buckle? That's what she does. And we don't hear her or see her coming because she walks very quietly, but she's big and she's strong. And so she knocks us at the knees and we buckle. And that's what it feels like. When your life starts coming up behind you and, and smacking you and you didn't see it coming, you're like, what the heck? How do I feel so bad? Why am I getting sick all the time? Why isn't my immune system low? Why am I snapping at my family? That's where it comes from. When we couldn't see where we're out of integrity with who we really are, what we really believe in and what we really want for ourselves and others in our life. So before those actions are made, make sure that that triple check is made between your values and that dateline. And then you get to go through a process that simply gets clarity on what are the main actions? What are the most important actions? Daily, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly, biannually, annually. What are the consistent actions because we know that consistency is king and it might look in some of those actions that you are putting in simple things like I might want a daily hug with my husband. It might be something simple like that. Weekly it might just be a simple planning metric. One of the things I do weekly is a power hour. My power hour plans out my entire next week to the minute and after reflecting on the previous week to see what needs adjustment, what needs adjusting, what worked, what didn't work, what was left undone, if there's any overflow. And if I've done an amazing job at that power hour, there's no overflow. I don't have extra work to do on the weekend because I didn't plan properly the week before. If I've done a poor job with that, then I'm doing work on the weekend because I didn't plan enough extra cushion. I didn't plan my timelines well enough, but that metric, that action once a week is a critical, consistent action to stay aligned with one of my top values, growth and progress. It also puts in place the structure for my love and connection, because if I don't have time booked in my calendar for dedicated focus on my husband or on my family, then I'm I don't have the structure to lean on for that value of love and connection. We'd like to believe that we're just going to flow into those magical moments, but there's so much going on in life that that rarely happens. It usually looks like we have to create some space and just a little bit of a structure around time so that we can create those magical moments. So I know I've described a lot here, and I hope that the impact on you is that this is your life. As far as I know, we may only have one of them. Maybe we have many, many lives. I really don't know. That's beyond my realm of understanding. But in this life, what I know is that I can have everything else decide my future or I can decide my future and I can take full responsibility for how I feel about my life because it's mine that I've created. It's no one else's responsibility to make me happy, to make me fulfilled, to take me in a certain direction. That's my responsibility as a leader for myself and as a leader to other people. It's my responsibility to continue to do what it takes to be my best so that I can keep giving my best. So try on creating your values if you haven't already. Try on blueprinting your next year. And don't be afraid to adjust and adapt. We live in a very fast-paced world. And as Paul and I really got to experience last year, things change unexpectedly. We had no idea the changes that we would have been facing and we had to adapt. So when you make a life blueprint, it is not etched in stone. It is in pencil with an eraser that can be adjusted because that's who you are. You're someone that can pivot and adapt. It doesn't mean that you're not following through on your word it means that you're taking an honest look at what needs to shift and change in order to fulfill your true integrity. So I invite you to step into this practice, try it on, test it out. And we're here to support you in any way you need. One way that we would love you to support us is share this podcast. If it's something that serves you, share it with a person or two you think it could serve. We would love that. And I think this is coming to you at a time where you're probably spending a lot of time with your family and friends. So I, from the bottom of my heart, wish you the most incredible and connected holiday season and send you so, so much love. If you enjoy listening to the Empowered Team podcast, you'll love being on the Empowered Team. The Empowered Team runs year-round. It is our group coaching and accountability program where we take mindset and physical performance concepts and break them down to usable action steps that optimize results. To learn more about our Empowered Leadership Coaching for Business, our custom online physical training plans, and, of course, the Empowered Team Group Coaching, head to www.theempowered.ca slash empowered-learn-more. That's www.theempowered.ca slash empowered-learn-more.